booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. 43 mostly cloudy skies this Monday, January 30th. Good morning. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. A woman released without bail after allegedly attacking two NYPD officers during Tyree Nichols demonstrations. Security heightened at New Jersey synagogues after a man used a Molotov cocktail to try and torch a house of worship. Donald Trump kicks off his 2024 campaign in New Hampshire and South Carolina. Newly re-elected RNC chair Ronna McDaniel says this term will be her last. The Super Bowl matchup has been determined. The Kansas City Chiefs will take on the Philadelphia Eagles. A woman arrested for assault after she allegedly punched two NYPD cops during a Times Square Tyree Nichols demonstration. She was freed without bail Saturday. Prosecutors from the Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg's office raised no objection as 25-year-old Candy Nichol was released on her own recognizance. Following her Manhattan criminal court appearance, she's due back in court March 20th. Two others also arrested. Protesters again flooded the streets of Manhattan and hundreds rallied at Washington Square Park. One person jumped on top of an NYPD car in Times Square. Video of the footage, of course, released Friday. It shows the five black officers pummeling, tasering, and chasing the 29-year-old who died. The officers have been charged with murder in that assault. The Reverend Al Sharpton condemned the attacks at the National Action Network in Harlem Saturday. There's no excuse, no excuse. for what happened to this young man. He said, what did I do? I didn't do nothing. They grab him and start beating him. The Memphis police chief has disbanded the city's so-called Scorpion unit, which those officers were part of. Authorities looking for a man who threw a Molotov cocktail at a synagogue in Bloomfield, New Jersey, early Sunday. The man walked up to the main entrance of Temple Nerd Tamid around 3 a.m. and threw the Molotov cocktail right at the shatterproof doors. The fire went out on impact. There was no damage. Rabbi Mark Katz spoke to ABC7. We've actually been preparing for this day unknowingly for many years. So we put shatterproof screens on our doors and our windows. You'll see over here boulders to make sure that no one can drive into our building. We have panic buttons in our building and security cameras everywhere. And the idea is that we live in a society where um, religious institutions are under attack. The synagogue is part of the Jewish Federation of Greater Metro West New Jersey. Former President Donald Trump has kicked off his 2024 White House bid. He did so over the weekend. Here's Trump speaking in New Hampshire. Everyone in this room shares the one key mission. We're going to defeat Joe Biden, defeat Joe Biden and the radical Democrats. Trump also made a campaign appearance in South Carolina as he seeks the GOP nomination for president. The appearances in the early voting states mark the first campaign event since Trump announced his latest run more than two months ago. It comes as Trump faces multiple lawsuits and investigations, including possible charges related to the harboring of classified documents and the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. 
Republican National Committee Chair Ronna McDaniel won an unprecedented fourth term as chair of the GOP during secret balloting on Friday. However, she told CNN it is her last term as head of the party. She plans to engage her main challenger, Harmeet Dillon, and my pillow CEO, Mike Lindell. I'm going to call her Mike Lindell, try and bring everybody together. My whole campaign for this election has been unity. We need all of us. We need addition, not subtraction. And we can't fight each other so much that we rec- don't recognize that we've got to beat the Democrats. So that's what I'm, I'm going to do as leader of this party. I'm going to reach out to both of them. The vote took place on the final day of the RNC's winter meeting, which was held this year at a luxury seaside resort in Southern California's Orange County. Dillon, who won the support of 51 committee members, Lindell, meanwhile, received only four votes. He, of course, was a long shot. Well, Super Bowl 57, it is set for February 12th. The matchup will be between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. The Chiefs beat the Bengals in a nail-biter, 23-20, to winning on a three-point kick in the final seconds following a penalty against the Bengals. Here's Casey coach Andy Reid. We were mixing and matching guys in there, and uh, they sucked it up and did a great job there too. But our fans, man, our fans helped guide us through this thing, and we appreciate the energy that they gave us. Well, Cincinnati was livid over a do-over during the fourth quarter. It was all because of a... Error on the time clock, social media lit up as the New York Giants fans protested the lighting of the Empire State Building in green and white for the Eagles. The Giants, of course, were eliminated. You might remember from this year's playoffs during the wild card round, Philadelphia beat San Francisco in the NFC Championship. You'll be hearing a lot more about sports coming up with Justin Ellick at 15 and 45 past the hour. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu Sunday condemned the deadly attacks which killed seven people, and five others were wounded in two separate shootings in Jerusalem in one of the bloodiest months in the occupied West Bank and East Jerusalem in several years. The weekend shootings followed a deadly Israeli raid in the West Bank on Thursday that killed nine Palestinians, most of them militants. Netanyahu vowed the attackers would be brought to justice, mentioning President Biden his call and also condemning the violence. Our response will be strong, swift and precise. Whoever tries to harm us, we will harm them and everyone who assists them. Palestinian militants in the Gaza Strip fired a barrage of rockets into Israel, triggering a series of Israeli airstrikes in response and all. 32 Palestinians have been killed in fighting this month alone. Addressing the cabinet Sunday morning, Netanyahu said that the Home of the terrorists who carried out the horrendous attack in Jerusalem has been sealed and will be demolished. Well, the heightened tensions between Israel and the Palestinians comes as U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is on a trip to the Middle East. He is visiting Egypt, Israel, and the West Bank amid escalating violence after Israel's single deadliest operation in the West Bank in two decades. Secretary Blinken meets with Egyptian Foreign Minister Sameh Shukri at the Department of State, back on April 13th, 2022. Mr. Minister Sami, welcome. It's wonderful, as always, to, to have you here. Um, it's a particular pleasure for me to be able to welcome uh, the Foreign Minister. We were uh, together just a few weeks ago uh, in the Negev for what was a, an extraordinary occasion, uh, meeting with our counterparts from uh, Israel, the UAE, Morocco, Bahrain, 
And the trip, the second by a senior U.S. national security official this month, had already been expected to be fraught with tension over disagreements between President Joe Biden and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, particularly about the Palestinian conflict. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says he is set to meet with President Joe Biden on Wednesday to talk about the Republican House majority's views on federal government spending and raising the country's borrowing limit in order to avoid a debt default. He spoke on CBS's Face the Nation. I know the president said he didn't want to have any discussions, but I think it's very important that our whole government is designed to find compromise. I want to find a reasonable and a responsible uh, way that we can lift the debt ceiling but take control of this runaway spending. The nation's debt stands at almost $33 trillion. The White House official confirmed that President Biden will host McCarthy at the White House on Wednesday. The White House has repeatedly said that President Biden will not negotiate or compromise by tying a debt limit increase to spending cuts, with the administration pointing to the bipartisan history of the ceiling debt being increased by both parties over the past years. A more political unrest in the U.K. after two prime ministers already stepped down. British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak fired the chairman of his ruling Conservative Party on Sunday over a serious breach of the ministerial code. Pressure had been building on Nadim Zahawi over allegations he settled a multi-million dollar unpaid tax bill while he was in charge of the country's treasury. Opposition Labor Party's Rachel Reeves has called for the prime minister to sack Zahawi over his tax affairs. When the prime minister came into office, he said that he would run a government that would have honesty, integrity and professionalism at its heart. None of those three things are happening today. In a letter to Zahawi, Sunak wrote he had been forced to act after promising at the start of his tenure that his government would have integrity, professionalism and accountability at every level. There was no immediate comment from Zahawi. Newly released video footage is out and audio showing Paul Pelosi's violent hammer attack after David DePape broke into the home of then-House Speaker Nancy Pelosi in San Francisco. The San Francisco DA Attorney's Office and DePape's public defender sought to keep the video private, but it failed during the confrontation that you'll hear here last fall. Despite hits, Paul Pelosi, this uh, guy DePape hits Paul Pelosi over the head with a hammer. What is going on? I'm not getting an answer. I'm Nancy Pelosi was in Washington, D.C. at the time. Her husband underwent surgery for a skull fracture. DePape told cops he planned to attack then-Speaker Nancy Pelosi and other elected officials. DePape has pleaded not guilty to charges in connection with that attack. Authorities say three people were killed, four others wounded in a shooting at a multi-million dollar short-term rental home in the Beverly Crest neighborhood of Los Angeles early Saturday. That shooting happened just after 2.30 in the morning. Los Angeles police say the three who were killed were in a vehicle. Here's Police Sergeant Bruce Borahan. At this time, we know that the residence was a short-term rental, and we're still interviewing additional occupants as well as witnesses and some of the neighbors that were present during that shooting to determine exactly what happened. It is the sixth mass shooting out in California in the past 13 days. A Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin, released a video over the weekend and it was released on Saturday. He said he is thankful for the outpouring of support and vows to pay it back, marking the first time 
The Buffalo Bills safety has spoken publicly since he went into cardiac arrest and needed to be resuscitated on the field in Cincinnati on January 2nd. Well, I'm so thankful to everybody. I know that it isn't enough just to be thankful. This is just the beginning of the impact that I wanted to have on the world. And with God's guidance, I will continue to do wonderful and great things. I couldn't do this without any of the support and the love. And I can't wait to continue to take y'all on this journey with me. And he has a long road to recovery. 77 WABC News Time 515. That for sports with none other than Justin Allen. Well, thank you, Deb. Championship weekend has uh, come and gone. And the big game set between the NFC's Philadelphia Eagles and the AFC's Kansas City Chiefs set for February 12th at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. The Eagles absolutely steamrolled San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship game. By a score of 31-7, to I was in attendance. While the Chiefs just barely squeaked out a 23-20 to win over the Cincinnati Bengals to emerge out of the AFC. Out in Philly, the Eagles proved too much to handle for San Fran and their young quarterback in Brock Purdy, who left the game with an elbow injury, making way for the Eagles' defense to feast on backup signal caller Josh Johnson. Philly's method of dominance in this one was their run game, with running backs Miles Sanders and Boston Scott both finding the pay dirt but what would an Eagles win be without a rushing touchdown from Jalen Hurts? For this Eagles offense. Got to sneak it again. Hurts looking for a push from behind. He is waiting for a signal in. Touchdown, Eagles. That call courtesy of Fox Sports. As for Kansas City, their win came a little tougher as it took a 45-yard kick from Harrison Butker as time dwindled to put the Chiefs back in the NFL's final act. Here's Butker. For 45 yards, all the way, it's good. Been shoved out of bounds in the personal foul penalty. You see Butker deliver the goods. That call courtesy of CBS. The looming question as we approach the big game here in a couple of weeks, it's going to be the health of quarterback Patrick Mahomes, who is forced to rely on his badly sprained right ankle down the stretch last night. Only time will tell what kind of shape Casey's star is in come February 12th in the big matchup. Out in Arizona, the Eagles are early one-and-a-half-point favorites in that contest. Looking ahead to local action tonight. You just got one game on the docket as the NHL's in the All-Star break. So we're on the hardwood here out in Brooklyn. The Los Angeles Lakers will pay the Nets a visit for a 7.30 p.m. tip-off. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Lou Dobbs has your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Wall Street's still holding the January rally, another positive week for the market after Friday's modest gains, the Nasdaq now on a four-week win streak. First Fed meetings of 2023 begin tomorrow, inflation data improving again this month. Consumers more confident prices will come down in the short and long term. Wall Street forecasting this week's rate hike will be the smallest since March of last year. Still, several economic reports ahead of the decision. The December jolts report forecast to show demand for workers remains high. Economists forecasting January January's manufacturing index will show business contracting this month. ExxonMobil reports quarterly earnings tomorrow. Wall Street had expected oil profits and revenue up across the board. Chevron's disappointing earnings, however, sent the stock down 4% Friday and clouded the oil outlook. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Report. 
Checking futures, the Dow right now down 207 points, 0.61% at 33,829. S&P's fallen 36. The Nasdaq is down 154 and one quarter points. Gold down $3.50 an ounce. And crude oil down as well, 37 cents a barrel at $79.31. The WABC Early News. 77 WABC News, time 521. Well, a deadly and suspicious two-alarm fire happened up in the Bronx one person was killed, two others injured on Sunday afternoon. This happened at the building on Evergreen Avenue in the Soundview section. Dallas Martinez, a neighbor, spoke to ABC7. I wouldn't be surprised if there's nothing up to Kogan at home. The rooms were, like, filled to the brim, and it was just, like, any safety concerns were not addressed. It was just filled as much as they can to just maximize how much money they can take from that home. The fire reportedly started on the second floor of the cause. Under investigation, FDNY Deputy Chief James Donlevy said the fire has been declared suspicious. Neighbors said they found a lot of things suspicious about that home for years. A man was shot on a southbound N train near Chinatown. This happened early Saturday following some kind of a dispute. The gunman at large this morning. Passengers reported hearing two gunshots as they scrambled to find safety in the subway car about 1 a.m. as the train approached the Canal Street station. When we were all huddled in a corner, we honestly weren't sure what we were going to do. We were staring at where the gunshots came from. We weren't sure what the person's next move was going to be. Two wounded passengers taken to local hospitals. Meanwhile, police are also searching for the suspect who shot a man in Brooklyn Sunday. Officials say... The incident happened just before 1 p.m. in front of 35 Covert Street in Bushwick. The victim, an unidentified man, was shot once in the chest, once in his leg. According to police, he was transported to Brookdale Hospital in critical condition. Well, outcry Sunday night as New York City began moving migrants out of the Watson Hotel in Hell's Kitchen. Mayor Adams announced a week ago plans to set up a 1,000-bed facility in Brooklyn for the migrants. As migrants were being transferred to the Brooklyn Cruise Terminal in Red Hook, where cots have been set up, there was a lot of dismay. Volunteer Meryl Ranzer spoke to ABC7. It's not humane. This is not the way you treat human beings. They want to go back into their rooms at the Watson Hotel. This is what they think of as their home right now. This is their home right now. According to Mayor Adams' spokesperson, the plans are to transition the hotel to meet the larger number of asylum-seeking families with children. New York City says more than 42,000 asylum seekers have arrived in the city, straining and overwhelming resources. And City Hall insists the facilities at Brooklyn Cruise Terminal will provide the same services as every other humanitarian relief center in the city and that families with children need a home as well. Well, the MTA has turned off free Wi-Fi and its buses. They did so this month, citing low usage, and this will save the MTA $3.3 million dollars. The free Internet access was cut on January 14th. The Wi-Fi was available on 4,266 MTA buses, roughly 75% of the agency's fleet and transit. Officials said that just 33,000 people use the Wi-Fi and buses during an average day, and that's about 2% of the 1.4 million bus riders the agency has per weekday. The MTA back in July moved forward with its plan to bring wireless phone and data coverage to the entire subway system over the next decade with a third-party operator picking up the project's estimated $600 million cost. A school bus driver in New Jersey who crashed right into a West Caldwell house Friday morning now facing several charges. 
Those charges against that bus driver include driving under the influence. Police say Anthony Stuckey was driving that bus on Passaic Avenue just after 8.30 a.m. Friday morning when the bus left the roadway and hit the corner of that house in West Caldwell. Neighbors spoke to ABC7. It was so loud. I mean, just went to the house and a huge boom, and that was it. It's a busy road. It's a little um, dangerous. They recently put up these guardrails right here to protect some of these houses because there has been, um, there was another crash like a couple years ago. Well, Stucky had just dropped off students at West Caldwell Tech High School, and he was the only person aboard that bus at the time of the crash, the owner of the house, Professor Siva Tangham, had left the house around 5 a.m. and said the bus struck a second bedroom while nobody else was at home. Well, the driver in the car crash that killed a pregnant woman on Staten Island facing a slew of charges. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard reports on these allegations. 30-year-old Adem Nikasik has been charged with DWI, criminally negligent homicide, among other charges. Police say Nikasik was driving at a high rate of speed on Highland Boulevard early Saturday when he lost control and slammed into a barrier wall, then hit a utility pole. The impact of the collision split the car in two, and the 23-year-old woman, who was pregnant and due in April, was thrown from the vehicle and pronounced dead at the scene. Nikasik suffered minor injuries. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Alex Barnard. Well, the Powerball jackpot. It has climbed to a whopping $613 million for tonight's drawing. So nobody won the top-tier jackpot in Saturday night's $572 million drawing. But tickets sold in Pennsylvania and Missouri match the five numbers, not the Powerball. So... Those players did not opt for the power play. Those tickets worth a million bucks each. And a ticket purchased in Texas, according to Powerball officials, did hit five numbers. Not the Powerball and opted for the power play. That ticket worth two million bucks. The odds of winning? About one in 292.2 million. Actress Annie Worshing is dead at the age of only 45, 77 WABC's Alex Barnard has a story. Wershing passed away Sunday morning in Los Angeles following a battle with cancer. She was diagnosed in 2020 but continued working. She is perhaps best known for playing FBI agent Renee Walker on the series 24 and made recurring appearances on shows like Bosch, Timeless, and The Vampire Diaries. Wershing is survived by her husband, actor Stephen Full, and their three sons. A GoFundMe page was set up on Sunday to support the family. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Alex Barnard. If you missed the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.